0: is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. Oh, my goodness, you are in for an incredibly massive treat. And I mean, a tasty, sweet treat. This young lady you are about to meet, Elizabeth Power, is such an amazing woman. I've had such a great time getting to know her before coming on the air you are going to love her like i do she's just uh, such a ball of joy and has great sense of humor very uh, intelligent very accomplished experienced and she helps people which is near and dear to my heart and so i cannot wait to bring her on in the meantime and that will be very soon the mind body business show it is a show that i had developed with you in mind the 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 entrepreneur the business person the, that person looking to get that next bit of information to take you and compel you and propel you to the next level of your business. And by to do that, what I do is I interview successful entrepreneurs from all over the world like Elizabeth Power. So I cannot wait to introduce her to you. She's she's in the green room literally scratching at the monitor saying let me in, I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh she's going to be on very very soon before her monitor breaks, I promise. And we'll have a good time when she gets here. And so, the Mind Body Business Show, in all seriousness, it's about what I call the three pillars of success. And those came about after about a decade of studying only successful people. And what I learned over that time were these three qualities kept bubbling up to the top. And those are the very title of this this show. Mind is uh, represents mindset. So, to a person, these successful individuals had a powerful, positive yet most importantly, flexible mindset. And then body was to a person that the individuals that I uh, studied took care of themselves, literally their nutrition and their their physical being through exercise. And then business, business is multi multifaceted. And the The cool thing about business is is just that. There are so many things to it. You will never go bored. And these individuals had mastered the very skill sets that are necessary to grow, thrive, and scale a very successful business. Skill sets like marketing, systematizing, team building, leadership. I could go on for quite some time on the different skill sets. And when you master just one skill set of those many, you can easily leverage all the rest. So the good news is you don't even have to master every one of them yourself. And if you want to know what that one skill set is that you should concentrate on more than any of the others to help propel your business much faster, just drop it in the comments and let us know. And I won't tell you unless I get a comment. Okay, I'm kidding. Uh, that one skill set is the skill set of drum roll. I need that sound bite of leadership. Once you've mastered the skill set of leadership, you can then leverage that and bring in those individuals who have mastered the very skill sets that you have yet to master or in all honesty may never master because mastery takes a long time to master any one thing can take a long time so that's good news and that's my gift to you just to start the show and another wonderful amazing aspect of the very successful entrepreneurs that i had studied over the years is that to a person they are also very avid and voracious readers of books and with that i'd like to segue very quickly to a little segment i affectionately call bookmarks bookmarks born to read bookmarks ready steady
1: read bookmarks brought to you by reachyourpeaklibrary.com
0: Yes, there you see it, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Real quick, uh, yes, Elizabeth Power is coming on in just a couple of minutes. Don't go anywhere. You do not want to miss this amazing, amazing woman. Reachyourpeaklibrary.com. Real quick, I want to give you a a short piece of advice, and that is instead of succumbing to that itch, so to speak, to go and look at these resources during the live show, instead I implore upon you to write it down. I'm going to be taking notes myself, so write it down and visit it after the show is over. It will still be there, I promise. And then that way you can stay focused on what Elizabeth has to say because the magic happens in the room. I've spoken on stage many times and there had been occasions back in the early days when I would see someone get up and leave the room right as I I am approaching the sweet spot. And I know what it is, I'm doing the speech, right? I'm speaking. And I just would feel horrible for that person because they might be missing the one thing that could change their life forever. And I would hate for that to happen for you because I know Elizabeth has a wealth of knowledge of, of experience and strategies and tips that she's, she can give you to become successful quicker. So do yourself a favor and take notes during this broadcast, whether you're watching it live or whether you are listening to it on a recorded podcast or you're watching a recorded video. In any case, take notes until the show's over and stay present. And that way you'll get the most out of this. I promise you. All right, Reach Your Peak Library is a site that I had built and developed by my team, again, with you in mind. And the reason is, is because I personally, myself, I was not a voracious reader until about 11 years ago, around the age of 47. Yeah, I know. Y'all just did the math. That's okay. I'm good with it. And uh, I began reading voraciously and realized, yes, in fact, it does change your life for the better. It is amazing. And so I began reading books. And as I read books that had profound impact on my, either my business or my personal life uh, or both, I began saying, hey, add this book to the site. Let's add another one. Let's add another one. So they're in here in no rhyme, nor reason. They're not alphabetical. Scroll the one you like, pick it, go get it from wherever you like. You don't have to get it from this site. This isn't for making money. It's to give you the gift of here's a book or a, a series of books that potentially could have the same effect on you. They have a better likelihood than if you were just to throw a dart at a board that has a bunch of books on it and pick a book. At least they've been vetted by one other successful person, giving you the ability to increase the odds of not wasting your time. That's what that's all about in a nutshell. And speaking of not wasting time, let's not waste any more time. Let's bring on the woman of the hour, shall we? Let's do it right now. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big
1: league, qualified.
0: And there she is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is uh, the one, it is the only Elizabeth a power.
1: <laughs> it is I, it is I. Boy howdy, what a library you've built. <laughs>
0: it's funny, you know, my mom always said, don't point. So that's the first thing I start doing. I just point. I do with both fingers, double barrel, of course, but respectfully because of you.
1: You are amazing,
0: Elizabeth. And um, I can't wait till we dive in and extract the genius and brilliance from you. Uh, What I want to do first is officially formally introduce you. And then we're going to do a quick break for, um, I call it, I call it uh, not housekeeping, but bookkeeping. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All
0: right. We're a quick ad spot, and then we'll bring you back, and we're going to dive deep. But real quick, let's in, let's uh, introduce you in the manner that you both um, deserve. And I don't know what the other one was. I said both, but in ways that you deserve. So Elizabeth Power, Master of Education, is a speaker, visionary, and educator. She is also the founder of the Trauma-Informed Academy, the premier online program that blends trauma-informed care and emotional intelligence. I like that. A leader in helping people become trauma-informed since the mid-90s, Power's work reduces the time, trauma, and costs of healing for everyone involved. She's the voice of lived experience. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Elizabeth Power, Woo-hoo, yes.
1: <laughs> it's me, it's me, it's me now. If we were in Japan, I'd have to do this because you never point with one finger. Thank you so much, Brian, I'm delighted to be here.
0: And you know what? I do wanna kick it off with an initial question before we sure. take a quick break. Sure. Um, Cause I wanna give people a taste of who you really are and it's it's a sweet taste. You're an amazing woman and uh, I've, I've already had a blast and we haven't even started. <laughs> um, one of the things I like to ask in the opening is, it's concerning mindset because you've been around you've got the education you've got the experience you've been through the school of hard knocks when it comes to running your own business and as an entrepreneur you know better than most of how the challenges face you every single day and that's what makes entrepreneurs so special because very few percentage-wise of human beings on the planet are willing to go through that to achieve what you have achieved so when you get up in the morning Today, like now, not what was it 20 years ago, what is going through your mind that keeps you driven, compelled, uh, determined, resilient? What is happening in that beautiful brain of yours that says, I'm going to go tackle this day and I'm going to crush it yet again after many, many of these uh, challenges?
1: Well, I tell you, there are two things. One is I'm either the lion or the antelope. Ooh. And the other is there is someone today who needs what I have to offer that only I can bring.
0: Ah, ah, that's our show, everybody. That's all you needed to hear. Oh my God, that was profound. (laughs) Either the lion or the antelope and somebody out there. See, that's what I love about you. You are thinking about others before you're thinking about yourself. That is the, I, I have interviewed so many people, Elizabeth, in this area, successful entrepreneurs, That is a common denominator of the truly successful people that are just starting out. They don't necessarily like hearing that because what does it have to do with making money? And I like to respond just everything,
1: everything, everything. There's so many people who desperately need what every entrepreneur has to offer, especially what we're offering because of our times. If we don't show up, we have messages. We have people we're sent to with those messages. If we don't show up, What might happen.
0: And what might not happen for them, right?
1: That's right. And we are all richly rewarded for the things that we do that make a difference in other people's lives. I just hear that cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Every time I can help someone find a way forward in their life that makes a difference for them.
0: Yeah, and and the one thing I love to talk about with, um, especially ones that are just starting out with their business and they are struggling with how much to charge, you know, yeah. and we've all been there. Uh, we're usually charging probably half of what we truly should, maybe even less. Yeah,
1: yes. And yeah. The
0: thing is, is if you don't charge somebody, they don't have skin in the game. If they don't have skin right. in the game, they're not going to take it seriously and finish the race. And That's so rude. what it turns out to be is literally it becomes a disservice to them if you don't charge enough, it's the yes. opposite of what people think you agree yes. with that. I see that. I
1: totally agree with that. And I'm still guilty of that. I think for me as a woman and for many of us women, especially those of us who have a little gray in our hair, we got taught to devalue what we brought to the table. And so it's hard for us to say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm worth it. I'm worth $300, 400 $500 an hour, yeah. an hour. And, and then the little nagging voice, the one that sits right back here says, no, 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 nobody's going to pay that. Yeah. And then the other voice needs to say back, you know what, I understand how scared you are and rest assured there are people who will pay that and more to learn what you have to teach.
0: Yes. So pertinent and true to point. And it, it's equally as the same exact stuff goes through a man's mind as well. It's not a gender specific. I get it that uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're raised differently yeah. and and different cultural things that yeah. drive us down these paths. But I, I've talked to many men as well who go through the exact same process about how do I what do I charge? And I look at the number and it's like about ten times that. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, here's the thing. Have you ever noticed Elizabeth that so you have certain talents and skills either born with, developed over time or a little of both? Right. Right. and you you inherently know them. So to you, I'm asking this, do they feel like, Oh, it's not a big deal. I mean, if I can do it, anybody can. So why should I charge that money? Yeah.
1: Dude, I'm just doing what I know to do, (laughs) you know? So why should I charge a big price for it? Because it's natural to me. It should be after all these years. I'm truly like the outlier in terms of Malcolm Gladwell's book. I've done what I've done for so very long that it's like flick, you know, let me just flick it, flick a crumb off the table. It's so easy and yet it's not to the people who don't know it.
0: And it's like the total opposite of imposter syndrome, right? it's yeah. the opposite it's like you know what you're doing you're good at what you're doing but yet you're still not charged i'm not saying you but in general but we're still not charging what we truly are worth to that individual and again if we don't charge enough they're not going to take it serious so they don't take it serious right. they won't get the result and then you won't right. have the reputation that you deserve to help more people
1: right. right right it's a
0: beautiful cycle if it's just if people would just you know and and also on the flip side don't go crazy with it and charge five thousand dollars an hour if you've just started and you've never done this in your business before so there's that as well
1: right well you know it's a process of leveling up of finding out what the market will bear yes looking at how am i going to calculate what i will charge what happens if i have a long dry spell and don't get it do i then knock my prices down or do i hold to them how Mm -hmm. long do i hold out for the universe to come through and give me what i'm worth and deserve based on the effort i'm putting out not on just on the effort, more on who I am, who I am.
0: And is it true? Do you believe that people more are apt to buy you than the service you provide?
1: Absolutely. Because inevitably I can sit and when people invite me for a conversation, every single sale closes, every single sale closes because they need to experience who I am. What I write, what I develop as an educator is great, but they need to experience me. They need to taste me.
0: That is that is so on point. I, I totally agree. I mean, the more, so it's, it's interesting how, you know, when, when it comes to marketing a business, um, I'm sure I've been around long enough. You've, I'm sure you've been around long enough to know that what used to work 10, 15 years ago has, doesn't work at all today. Like there used to be, you could blast out emails to a mass amount of people. They would buy, 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 buy. That doesn't happen anymore. One thing that used to work back then was relationship marketing, even with this blasting of emails. Fast forward to today and other things might work here and there, social media marketing and ads, all that. The same one common denominator works today that worked back then that has worked forever, which is building relationships. That's
1: correct. Okay. Brother, you are preaching the gospel. I'm going to have to get up and shout, Howdy Hallelujah, if you don't stop. (laughs) But you know what's ironic, Brian, is that the work that we do is all about relationship because almost always traumatic experiences, things that overwhelm us to the point that we can't cope, occur in relationship. Even if it's a hurricane or a tornado Mm -hmm. or an earthquake, you got to deal with all the cleanup, and that's relationships but traumatic and overwhelming experiences occur in relationship and are best healed in relationship and relationship is the core of emotional intelligence as well.
0: Oh, my. Yeah. And in this is a, it's universal across any form of business and also obviously in human inter uh, relationship. I, I we're wearing out the word or I am now, <laughs> but relationships. So businesses and individual um, encounters are very similar in nature. Uh, and both have either a success rate or a failure rate. (laughs) So it's, it's amazing. You know, when it comes, when the rubber meets the road, it's about the person. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about AI artificial intelligence and how it's taking over everything. But if it's truly not a human being and there's not a relationship, I don't know if that's going to be possible to replace that. I certainly hope not. Um, But that's a whole different topic for a whole different day. Uh, I think as, as much as we can as business individuals is stay on top of what's happening in that world and stay out in front of it as much as we can yeah uh, we can only do what we can do but those who don't i have a feeling are going to be left in the dust it's like early movers advantage or early yeah early movers advantage kind of uh situation yes. are, are you a fan of keeping ahead and an abreast of what's going on in your industry t- for that one purpose is to make sure you're on top of things and using the latest and greatest to get yes. the results
1: yeah. Yes, we have to rely on some degree of research. Everything we do is grounded in research, but I wouldn't say that we are evidence-based because we're just not that stuffy. I want to. I work with everybody, and so we take all of the most current research about what makes a difference, what helps people recover better, what helps people have a higher quality life, and then we convert it for every person's use
0: i love it i love it all right with that i'll finally get to the bookkeeping part of this um so don't go anywhere and we will be right back with more of elizabeth power the amazing elizabeth power in just a few minutes hang tight hey if you're watching the mind body business show live right now then you will have the ability to win a five night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing compliments of the big insider secrets what is it it is a five night vacation stay to one of many destinations across the world you can see as we go through this very quickly there's some in branson and daytona beach these are in the united states all over the united states new orleans san diego there's also mexico there's also the uk i mean it just keeps going on and on and on australia at the end of this show, you will be given the ability to enter to win. You must be watching this live. If you're not watching live, then head on over to the themindbodybusinessshow.com and register to receive automated notifications when we go live the next time. And you can also participate in this incredible, incredible prize. So come on live and you do not want to miss a moment because of our incredible guest experts and... If you're struggling with putting a live show together and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and connect with great people and grow your business all at the same time, then write this down, carpetbombmarketing.com. Then head on over to it after the conclusion of tonight's show. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And to get a free lifetime membership to a phenomenal resource called the Reach Your Peak Club, your free membership will include instant access to deep discounts on major software services and top shelf training courses that you need to run your successful business. Think of it as your entrepreneur discount house. Catapult your business to the next level, sign up for free now and get a hotel discount card worth $200 just for joining then go and grab your deep discounts. So write this down and then after the show, once again, head on over to reachyourpeakclub.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Good grief. Let's please do that. was enough yak there. Gee, many Christmas. I don't know who that was, but I'm glad he's done yakking. So Elizabeth, that was fun. I could see you in the background, dancing the music. That was awesome. Um, we're done with that part, and so yes, definitely stay on to the end. Everyone who's watching live, we do give away a phenomenal vacation stay, as as was mentioned, and a little birdie told me by the name of Elizabeth Power. She loves birds, by the way. Um, she is. She also has an amazing gift for you as well. So you want to stay on to the end so you don't miss that, and it's going to be and it is very value packed. So you just don't want to miss it. So stick around. So one of the things Elizabeth that uh, many of entrepreneurs us entrepreneurs have experienced and to this day still on occasion will experience is this one major negative emotion known as it's a four-letter word but it's called fear and we fear things we fear failure we fear rejection we fear um not making um payroll we fear not making mortgage we fear lots of different things and so uh, you're you're out on an island by your own. If it's your business, you own it. Whether or not you have a team, it's still your responsibility. Right now, like what's in your life, what's going on recently with your business? If you don't mind sharing, what would you say currently would be the greatest fear that may enter your mind on occasion? And then on the back end, how do you manage it?
1: Whoa, wow, can you just get a little closer? <laughs> I think there's, I think it's a six-letter word for me called terror. Um, If you think about how the market is continually shifting, and right now the use of language is so interesting. If you go out, if you use helper or outer hero, until about nine months ago, the word trauma showed up everywhere. Now it doesn't show up anywhere. And so how do we stay relevant when markets change language? What do we do? With the fact that the same issue of overwhelming negative experiences that make people think they're going to die or lose their mind or be badly injured are so powerful. I have the same fear. I mean, I've got my box ready for the riverbank. How about you? That cardboard box that we're going to put next to each other in the L.A. River or maybe down in Florida. Uh, (laughs) How I manage it. And this is something that I help everybody learn is, first of all, I breathe. Breathing is so fundamental and we hold our breath when we're frightened. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I do is I say, yeah, of course I feel frightened. Who wouldn't? What's going to happen? How will my business fare? I mean, what if they change the language and nobody wants to hear the words that I need to use anymore? Then what I do is I remind myself, you have been able to make it through everything that has come your way. This is not the wrong end of a gun. This is not a Brahmin bull bearing down on you at full speed and you can't run. This is not an accident that will take your life. You've gotten through tough things before you'll get through tough things. Again, think about all those strong, powerful interconnections that you have that can help you bathe your brain in the feel good chemicals that you need to be able to master fear. That's what I do.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, Yeah. And all of it. I mean, look, what's the worst that's going to happen? And, you know, I've been through a lot in my life. I've overcome it all. Why would this be any different, even though it might be a slightly different experience? I I don't think there would be entrepreneurs if there wasn't fear involved. Uh, one of the things that is telling about every successful entrepreneur I've ever met is the ability to look past the fear, to act in spite, of that fear that's right and everything you just laid out are great techniques for getting over it i mean breathing that was oh my god every time before i went up to speak on stage i would get that fear you know that anxiety and then i would have a mentor there that would remind me take some deep breaths and then i'm like i feel great now let's go let's have fun
1: right let's do it
0: it works so wonderfully well and so everything you just said is so spot on at least from my own personal experience as well and uh, my goodness. And by the way, we are going to showcase and give you a, a moment to talk about exactly what you do. In fact, th- this is a good time to do it. It'll kind of put things into perspective for those who are watching and listening to the show. Um, if, if you're OK with it, Elizabeth, sure. I'd like to uh, sure. pivot over to what it is you do specifically. What is the name of your company? I'll pull up your website so you can describe nice. as uh, people get a nice glance at it. And give an idea of who, you, who, you, um, who your target market is. And, and, and if you have a success story or two you'd like to share as well, that would be amazing because people love to hear about the success stories that come across. So I'm going to pull up your website and let you take it away.
1: Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Listen, the first thing we do is we help people cope with change, recover from trauma or move beyond traumatic experiences. And we help people develop sturdiness or resilience. And what that means is that if you think about what we've all been through, there's not a human being on this planet that hasn't been so overwhelmed by something they thought they might die or lose their mind or be badly injured. I don't care if it's a medical crisis, I don't care if it's the loss of a loved one, abuse, neglect, natural disasters, combat, it doesn't matter. And we help people learn how to live beyond those things. Now, what's so important about that is that we have a 24/7 online access program that lets people go through very short lessons to learn some of the skills that not only I've used to help myself get past that, but that are backed by research in psychology, in education, in social work, in sociology, a lot of different disciplines. And it's really fabulous work because we just finished a program in Zambia, for example, with a school where we help the school help the children improve their marks by 30 some odd percent in two terms. By helping them become trauma responsive in the classroom. One of our clients that has a residential treatment program said, everybody needs this. Everybody needs this. Well, yeah, we agree that's true. What had made such a difference for them was that by helping the staff improve their own emotional intelligence, which everybody will talk about that because the research says emotional intelligence equals more money, better relationships, by helping them look at that through a trauma-informed lens they were able to see a reduction in acuity, a reduction in the use of psychiatric medication, and an increase in employee morale and relationships, all by learning things that a lot of us just didn't have time to learn as kids. It's a lot of fun.
0: That sounds like fun. I love how the you say uh, in your website, as it's scrolling up? It's all ABB. Anything but boring. I can imagine uh, that that is true (laughs) just from the time I've gotten to know you. It's like, and I love that you have these, your feature on NBC News, NPR, uh, Marketplace Morning Report, Montel, uh, WSJ, Wall Street Journal, got it. Right. And then VON?
1: Voice of America.
0: Oh, sorry. That's right. And that's, so I I like to point that out because I want uh, folks to understand uh, completely that you're not just one of these fly-by-nights just started doing things. You've been at this for a while. You know what you're doing and um, people can rest assured that uh, that might want your services and your help that you know what you're doing. You get the results that they're looking for.
1: Yeah.
0: And so um, that, you know, that shows that to everyone that Elizabeth shows up and that's one of the key ingredients of successful entrepreneurs. They just show up. They get out there. They get on media. Uh, I believe you've written a book or two. um. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I have. The most recent one is called Healer, Reducing Crises. And basically, it's the primer that I would say is there for everything I teach about recovering and moving beyond those overwhelming experiences. We think it's got to be such a big deal. and We've got to do therapy, and we've got to go and spill our guts out and tear our lives open and all that good stuff. Actually, what we need to do, is strengthen the container of the self so that the discomfort that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis is more tolerable. Mm. And that's what healer reducing crises is about. It's great for drama queens.
0: (laughs) It's very similar in a concept to a a science called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. It, where it does not focus on what happened in the past and you don't lay on a couch and recant it and relive it and go through all those horrible emotions all again. It's basically, let's get to the root of the problem, rewire your subconscious brain and it's gone and right. it's fast. And right. it sounds like yours is a similar approach where it's like, let's not go relive it, let's go fix it.
1: Exactly. Where, no. Or let's go learn the things. You know, The thing that happens when you're overwhelmed, especially when something crummy happens in childhood, is your brain stalls. It just stops. It's so busy focused on survival that you literally don't learn anything in that moment or during that time. That means the skills you might use to feel better, the skills you might use to be able to avoid that. And so we help people master just the simple things that they might not have learned or might not even think about so that when when the bears jump up, you don't get frozen. You know what to do instead. It's a lot easier.
0: There's a lot of parallels here that I, I just want to point out. This is very uh, useful in business as well.
1: Yes.
0: yes. Because we uh, we just talked about it earlier about fear, a fear of what? And it's different levels and kinds of fear, but the rudimentary emotion is the same. And how you deal with it successfully can be the same as well. And so uh, everyone, everyone on the planet uh, that's ever embarked on a business, even that moment they did talk yeah. about fear. totally mole. Oh, so you
1: know, <clears throat> yeah, I got into business on my own because I bombed out as an employee, I got written up for being overproductive after fourteen months. <laughs> what was I thinking? Oh my God it's so, <laughs> oh,
0: it it almost yeah uh, i it, it to me that sounds like you were a threat to somebody else's position that was above you I um, was <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> guilty. <laughs>
0: And that's, you know, so God bless everyone that works for an employer. uh, The world wouldn't turn if, I mean, I don't mean literally, but it it wouldn't uh, operate very well if we didn't have that because, you know, entrepreneurs are such a small percentage uh, of the entire workforce. And if it wasn't for people like you, Elizabeth, taking the risks that others are unwilling to, and basically it comes down to a comfort level. They're not comfortable with it and they're, not comfortable with becoming uncomfortable to get breakthrough and achieve success. And that's okay. I'm not in no way, shape or form. Uh, I come from corporate as well. So I get it. I understand it fully and completely. And God bless everyone who does work for a corporate job They're They're providing for their families and all that. So, but it is a different thing, very different to put on the entrepreneur hat and then jump out into the water with an anchor tied around your ankle and say, swim.
1: (laughs) Did you mention the fact that they tie your hands behind your back while they're at it?
0: Oh, you know, that happened on the way down
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> just to make it harder.
1: It's either forget everything and run, which is what fear can stand for, or face everything and respond. And we help people learn the responses.
0: Uh, yeah, yes. And that is that is actually the key is how we react. You know, and the beautiful thing about that, Elizabeth, tell me if you agree, is Every one of us to a person has the choice of how they react to any situation.
1: We do if our brains don't hijack us and sometimes depending on what's happened, our brains will hijack us. However, even when your brain hijacks you, you've still got the ability to go back and clean things up and make right. And that's so critical. If you do a make wrong, if you've got to make somebody else wrong so that you can bypass your own fear, you can clean that up and that's really important to learn. How to manage those emotions, how to slow your brain reactions down so that you have more power, more choice and more control. And frankly, the one thing we all want, more safety.
0: Mm, True, more certainty, safety. Yeah. Yes, I liken that to a, a metaphor of like what you were talking about with the brain being stuck with weeds in the garden, choking out the beautiful flowers. And if we can effectively rid ourselves of the weeds, our garden of the weeds, then those beautiful flowers can flourish and show up much brighter and um, in a in, in much more empowered manner.
1: Yeah, there's got to be some way to reframe those weeds. What about the dandelions? You know, the dandelions are the honeybee's first food in the spring. And the honey, the dandelion is actually a very good medicine. But as long as we see it as a weed, we miss what it might do to serve us well
0: you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. My, our daughter just moved to Nebraska. And so she, she grew up here in California city. Kind of, she went to San yeah. Diego state university lived yeah. in the quote unquote big city. Now she's out in farmland with her husband's family <clears throat> and they literally make uh what was it? Fried dandelions.
1: Excellent. It's, I've it's never excellent. heard. I'm like,
0: but i used to my mom when i was a little kid i used to i played a lot of sports and i had this thing called athlete's foot and it was i'm not going to get into the details of that but you would pluck a dandelion and squirt the juice out of its stem onto your foot and it would heal it that's correct and i just picked one earlier today on my back lawn and it was absolute perfection symmetric and i was like what a beautiful i don't think of it as a weed it's just yeah, you don't want to have all these yeah, yeah. things uh, littering up your lawn, but if you want to, you can. You can. Uh, you know, there's beauty to behold from anything. We have poppies here in California, yes. which are traditionally known as weeds, and they explode, and their weeds go, their seeds go everywhere. But they're gorgeous, and they're gorgeous. people come from miles to look at them right. during the, the the season. They just closed up not long ago, so it's all in the perception. is in the eye of the beholder, and yeah, you can definitely um, write your own ship mind wise. Where are we at? Oh, good, we got a little time. That's fantastic. So uh, I'm gonna guess that over time, maybe even now, you have people working with you as employees and or assistants and that kind of thing, helping you keep everything greased and rolling forward. If from your experience, uh, just how important is it to pick the right people for your business? And it what? Is. Do- <sighs> yes, <laughs> she's feeling it.
1: Yeah, man. And I'm sorry, I cut you off. And what?
0: I was just going to say, and what kind of process do you go about to make sure or to make the probability higher that you have really good employees or people helping you?
1: I tell you, the first thing is I know that I'm likely to hire people who are like me and that's not all good. I want to hire people who are different from me. And so one of the things I've begun to do is use a lot more behaviorally based interviewing, whether I'm hiring someone, um, on a contract position or for a project or as an employee. And I don't use employees a lot because number one, I want people to, I want to help people grow their dream, not my dream. Man. And if they're growing my dream, then they're not growing their dream. And if they're growing their dream and helping me with my dream, then we're both winning.
0: Okay. That is one of these moments. I'm going to interrupt you for just a moment. That's a bomb run moment right there. <laughs> Mark, oh, oh. Of wisdom. oh amen to everything you just said oh i love that that is exactly how i operate i literally tell the people that work with me i never say for me i say i am going to give you everything i've got resource wise training wise so that you will have the ability to leave me
1: yes exactly yes, what yes. you were just saying yes. and,
0: and then in the meantime have them build sops and systems so that if and when that day comes, they are not as difficult to replace.
1: Right. Exactly. Because the thing is, if we're helping each other grow our dreams, respectively, they need to document those SOPs also because what happens if I get hit by a bus or they get hit by a bus? We don't need to leave each other stranded and hostage to what we don't know. Knowledge transfer is one of the biggest challenges in the entrepreneurial world and in the corporate world as well. A lot of the clients I used to serve when I was doing talent development, training and development, uh, that education degrees in human resources development. I was looking at how do we capture the knowledge that people so often use as weapons and not forgetting to weaponize knowledge and remembering there's plenty to go around for everybody. We can share freely and document well and we'll all do better is critical. That's one of the things I ask people to think about when they're beginning to come on board.
0: Uh, Yeah, I love it. And you said something about um, you you look at behavior, behavior, ability. Yeah. Behavior. That's what I wrote. I don't know if I wrote
1: behaviorally based interviewing
0: behaviorally based. Yeah, yeah. that was it. I can't read my own writing. Fifty eight year old eyes are getting worse. But I love that because do you put more uh, credence on their their behaviors, their culture, their background, their potential? than you do their actual experience, knowledge, and ability to do the job?
1: Actually, what, I, what I'm looking for is I want to know, tell me about a time in your work life when you had a difficult experience with someone that you were reporting to. Tell me about that and how you handled it. And when I hear somebody say, well, you know, there was once upon a time when I'm like going, no, nah, nah, they're, they're not telling me a story about something real. When somebody says, yeah, I remember a time I was working for a company that worked in IT and I had this boss and the boss was asking me to do something that I knew was going to mess up the system. And I showed the boss how it was going to mess up the system and they didn't believe me and I had to make a real, they're telling me a real story. I want to hear a real story. Mm. Past behavior is often the best predictor of future behavior. And I want to know about that past behavior. I want to know what do they do. What are they going to do when I get too scared to manage my own feelings, when my cup runs over and I act like a jerk? How are they going to handle it? Because I promise you, at some point in time, my cup's going to run over and I'm going to snap. And I'm going to be peckish. I'm going to be peeved. I'm going to say something stupid. And I want to make sure that I can and we can outlive each other's growth problems.
0: That's super smart. <clears throat> Super smart because, and I always pre-frame and and say stuff like, you know, if first of all, I say, there's nothing you can do that will outwardly upset me. That's especially after they've proven themselves and they have a track record. I know mistakes will be made because they're human. So am I. I make them too. I will never get on anybody for making a mistake unless it was just due to laziness. Uh, And the ones I work with, I know by the time we're at this point, it's not because of that. It's an oversight. It's a human error and i say that's okay and they're like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i said don't worry about it leave it in the past i mean i don't even have to say you you know they felt bad they felt bad about it and i don't even have to say well you probably will never uh, do that again because of the way you feel right now i don't even have to bring it up said don't worry about it let's look forward
1: well you know here's another piece that's true brian almost always and i'm guilty of this myself we tend to blame people when it's processes true and when we remember that and say okay what happened in the process what what got missed in the process it's a lot easier to to stop blaming each other for doing the best we can because you know i mean that guy that ran us off the tried to run us off the road today i don't know what was going on for him i don't know if he had a, a, a yellow jacket in the car i don't know if he spilled hot coffee if it was on the phone if he sneezed you know my godmother once sneezed and took out a jeep cherokee <laughs> who knows but if i don't wake up in the morning deciding to make people miserable why do i think other people do
0: oh wow powerful right there yeah. and and it's so true we all you know oh gosh don miguel ruiz the four agreements one of them is don't think they take everything personally don't think they right. take things personally how right. can you take something personally when you've never met that person before that just wronged you right in the that cut you off or that cut in line at the grocery store whatever the case may be it's like it has nothing to do with you. Uh, it's what's going on with their life and whatever it is, you know, you don't know. You don't and, know.
1: Yeah. And that's the point at which you get to decide to be compassionate or crazy. Yes.
0: Yeah. Again, it comes down to choice, doesn't it? That we yes. Have. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I love how you say, you, uh, we, it often incorrectly blame the people when it's really the processes. Mm-hmm. And as the company owner, who's responsible for those processes? Me. Boom. And it, that's in true for all of us. And yeah. I always go back and say, I'm at cause. There was something wrong with the process that I had developed. I don't care if uh, someone in my company did it. It was at my um, right. leadership, right. under my leadership. I am ultimately responsible. And I say, okay, we'll make it right. And uh, it's on me, not on you.
1: Yeah. And that's not and,
0: easy to do all the time because no. that ego wants to say, I'm right. I'm
1: right. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know, you might hurt me if I say I'm wrong. You might use it as a weapon against me. And that's and weaponizing information is something we're all awfully good at these days. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, oh, my goodness. So I can tell that you have achieved what I would term as long term success. Uh, and I've been I mean, good grief over the years. There are so many people looking for that quick kill, especially um, people are just becoming entrepreneurs and not realizing that this is a long term play. It is not a short, quick kill uh, thing. It's not going to work. It may in the short term, but over over time, based on what you do to make it a short kill is going to be a detriment. So for you, what would you say is the key to those looking to become an entrepreneur or just starting out right now, like with absolute truth right between the eyes? What is your key to success for long-term success? And what do you attribute that to?
1: My key to to success is slowing down to speed up and being persistent. Mm. Mm. Um, And the reason I say that and how I got to that, um, gosh, how did I get to that? Well, I kept making so many errors by going too fast because I would blame people when the process was improper. And I think when I was, after I was probably homeless about the third or fourth time, I realized that I had to have two sets of eyes: one that looked here at what was I doing here, and one that was always out there, always looking to the future, always looking. Boy, that's a white looking hand, isn't it? Let's go fishing (laughs) on that one. Flashlight. Uh, Woo! (laughs) You know, I'll rent that out and for the to my friends in Hawaii who fish. Okay, here's here's some flashlights for you. But. persistence i think persistence builds success and i learned from helping the japanese develop a culturally relevant model of trauma-informed care that making incremental changes rather than profound changes was often the best in a system it's the smallest change that makes the biggest difference
0: so true my gosh i mean you know a lot of people are kicking themselves in the butt for not achieving that grand goal And not giving themselves credit for stacking the pebbles that are giving them, that that are helping them to reach it overall. It's like if you are still grinding and going after it and building it every single day, it will happen. And you can't kick yourself in the butt. You got to instead pat yourself on the back for what you did do instead of Mm -hmm, give yourself crap for the things you didn't do. I I used to do this in my personal trainer business. And I'd say, you know, part of this is I want you to do 10 pushups. And they'd do four or five and get up all dejected. And I said, what's going on? What are you thinking about? Well, I didn't. You said do 10. I only did four or five. I said, stop it. I said, what? I said, stop kicking yourself in the butt for the reps you didn't do. Instead, literally take your hand, put it up behind your back, and pat yourself. I'm like, why? Because I want you to give yourself credit for those you did do. You put everything you had into it. I just saw it. You gave wow. everything you had. That's all you can do. Then give yourself credit for that, and you'll do more later. It takes time. And you know, that's so true with business.
1: It really is. I think sometimes we, we confuse um, being kind to ourselves and recognizing our best efforts with being egotistical, self-centered and narcissistic. In some cultures, I grew up at Appalachia and we were taught to never think too much of ourselves. You know, you don't want to get too big, don't think too much yourself. It's also important to be able to recognize, I did a lot of really cool things. I did some things that I now look back on and would say were incredibly stupid. That's because I didn't know any better. Now, am I going to do those things again in the future? I hope not. (laughs) Am I going to keep learning every step of the way? Am I going to look at little choice on little choice on little choice that I can keep stacking? That's how healing occurs. That's how growth occurs. Babies don't get born running. They get born and they can't even stand up. True. They grow at different rates. Their development occurs at different paces. They keep stacking little developmental gain on little developmental gain and that's what helps them mature to be healthier than they might be otherwise. The same is true in the world I work in. If you've been, if you've had difficult things happen that make it impossible to, to do what you thought you might want to do, what can you do with what you've been dealt that still gets you where you want to go?
0: Mm, mm, mm. Oh my goodness, this is phenomenal. We do have a couple of giveaways. I always wait too late. And I'm finally looking at the clock at the right time. It is time. For those of you that stuck with us to this point to show you how you can enter to win a five night stay at a five star luxury Ooh. resort in many different areas of the world. You saw from earlier if you were on the beginning and then we also have a gift from Miss Elizabeth Power herself. So let's do it. Let's stack them up. But here's the thing, uh, Elizabeth, and we're not there yet, but I want I like to close out every show with one specific question. It's a powerful Profound, uh, just incredible question. Not because of the question, but because of the answers that have come as a result. And I used to do this on occasion. Uh, the show is going on five years now, and I used to just sprinkle it in there on, on occasion. I'm like, wow, <clears throat> the answers were just so profound. I said, I'm going to change it up and make that the ending question for every show uh, because it's so profound. But before we get into that, a couple of giveaways. So don't go anywhere you want to. Write this down. Don't go to this site yet. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Write this down. I'm going to put it up on the screen for everyone watching live. I hope you're watching live. You want to write this down, go to ryp.im forward slash vacation. And I will say because Elizabeth and all the other previous guests that appear on my show, because they came and put in their time and effort, they can enter to win as well. We have had guest experts win this. It's a random draw. (coughs) ryp.im forward slash vacation and enter to win after the show's over. We'll be monitoring this after the show's over. Again, you must be watching live to enter to win so we'll know if you came in right after the show is over based on the time it comes in. And so what I want to do is bring the screen back to the amazing Elizabeth Power. And also she has an amazing giveaway. So I wanted to give her the microphone, so to speak, to explain what that is. I'll put up a description on the screen and you can take it away from there. Here we go.
1: Thanks, Brian. We're willing to give anyone who wishes to who wishes to register and enter a month free in our Trauma-Informed Academy. You'll have access 24 seven to about 50 short lessons across topics that will help you begin to th- look at things differently. You'll look at the impact-based definition, why the impact is more important than the name of what happened to you. You'll be able to master different ways to check with your emotions and work with them. Maybe you didn't learn that. You'll be able to look at these strong interconnections that you have and capitalize on them so that as you improve your skills, you'll find your emotional intelligence improving. And those people who used to get under your skin won't get under your skin so much. That means you get more power, more choice, and more control Plus, you'll see less impact in your life from the things that have happened to you. Anyway, All right.
0: And, and for folks to, <clears throat> excuse me, they get, what do they get? They get one free month of the academy you've come up with?
1: That's correct. We'll enroll them in the academy. It's a lot of fun. We've got rewards and loyalty points that they'll earn. And they can access this 24-7 on any internet-enabled device. Ooh,
0: and how do and, they go about accessing that and saying, yes, I want that.
1: They email me at epower at elizabethpower.com. And here's what else is cool. The lessons are five, maybe 10 minutes at most with downloads that you can reuse that are just simple and easy to use for everybody. We believe in working with everybody.
0: I love it. So, again, that email is E stands for Elizabeth, obviously, I think, maybe not so obviously, epower at elizabethpower.com. And that is also her website. So, I would recommend you email her. Is there something you'd like them to put special in the subject or the body so they know why they're emailing you?
1: Be sure and mention how you found us here on the Brian Kelly Mind Body Business Show. And any compliments you have, of course, we'd be glad to pass on to Brian as well.
0: (laughs) There'll be many of those, I'm sure, because you are an amazing woman. It has an amazing thing. And and then real quick, a recant of her website is elizabethpower.com. And uh, you'll see some great video snippets there and some shots of her on stage she's she is a product of the product she's done this for some time she's got the experience and uh definitely take her up on that offer get to know her and then th- even though you may not uh you yourself may not be a fit for her services you may know someone who is and that's all she wants to do is help more people to get past their what i would call this is me they're stinking thinking to get past that so they can live life more fully more happily and more of what we were designed to live it uh you know as a result so definitely reach out to elizabeth and now we are at that point oh my goodness uh this is i'm scared
1: i'm scared i'm scared
0: (laughs) so it's, it's cool because it's, it's interesting, the buildup uh, sometimes causes apprehension. And here's the beautiful thing about it, Elizabeth, this question is that there is no such thing as a wrong answer. All right. It does not exist. In fact, it's the exact opposite. The only correct answer will be yours because right. it, is, it is pertinent to you. It is very targeted at your thoughts and where you are today. Nobody can say it more accurately than you because it is pertinent to you, period. And so if it takes you a moment or if it takes you many seconds to think through and get the answer, that too is a perfect answer because it's yours. There's nothing you can do to make it a wrong answer or fail. It's not a pass-fail question. It's a pass-pass only. (laughs) So with all that, are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) I love it. All right, here we go. Elizabeth Power, how do you define success?
1: Mm. Success is that sweet feeling of having made a difference in someone's life that will help them be less affected by the difficult things they've experienced. It's the process of doing the things that I believe to be right in the moment at the time for the purpose of helping people have less difficulty and more ease. That ease includes earning more money, feeling better about themselves, being recognized in their own world, knowing that they have value, worth and are cherished in this world and have a place. Those things bring me revenue, which is a natural consequence of that flow, and they bring me great satisfaction. And so those were the that is the soft, Ushi definition of success for me. It's not always getting what I want. It's doing the things that make the difference that I uniquely am here to make.
0: Mm, you know what that calls for.
1: Oh, a wisdom bomb. Oh, <laughs> <Woo>!
0: yes. <laughs> Elizabeth Power, the epitome of smart bombs, bombs of wisdom, knowledge bombs, all of it together. Thank you so much. You've been an absolute godsend. And I wanted to ask you uh, a favor, if I may. Sure, Because I know you're going to crush this one too. If you could give one piece of advice to a budding entrepreneur just starting out, maybe they've been struggling for a year or two, as we know it takes uh, several to really get that rhythm going and start hitting it hitting stride. If you can think of one piece of advice that, you've, that that would have helped a younger you where you are now, what would that be and, and um, you know, what would you say to them?
1: I would say plunge into your own inner world. Look deeply inside at what you believe you are here to do. You have a message that no one else has, whether it's a product or a service, yours to claim and to pursue and to persist with plunge inward and persist
0: Mm. and it's so true it's so important to i in my i've I've seen both sides of the camp where they say you want to do something you're passionate about and then i see others that say no you don't want to because you can't monetize everything you're passionate about which may be true but it's got to be both right you gotta be it's got to be something you're passionate about that you can monetize coaching a lot of different things Do you think it's important to really love what you do in order to get the results for your clients that you um, are looking for?
1: No, I don't. If I know that what I'm supposed to do is what I'm supposed to do, I don't have to love it. I just have to do it. For example, Mm -hmm. I love what I do in the trauma informed Academy and I love helping people master change and resilience. But there are times when I simply need to develop an inexpensive low ticket information product that makes a difference. I don't really love that. I'm a big thinker. I like the big stuff, uh, but so you don't have to like it. Sometimes you just have to do it.
0: Yeah, in a bigger picture, you love what you do, but it's you don't love everything that's involved in Gosh. doing it. That's the oh, bottom God. line. That's right. <laughs> that, I think that's true of any and all, in mine, mine included. I love what I get to do, but there are lots of arduous tasks. Like, oh, oh my God, if I could just outsource that. There are certain things you just cannot. Uh, it would take longer to figure out how to outsource it than it would to just say, dang it, just get it done yourself. So I, tro- I totally resonate with that. But in general, you want to have something you're interested in. Would you agree? Yes, to, you know, yes, uh,
1: yes. You don't want if you hate it, don't do it. If you hate it, it's not yours.
0: That's true. You've
1: got to like it enough to be willing to do it. It's like you think about a a, a restaurant menu. You're going to pick something that you're at least willing to eat and pay for. And the same is true in being an entrepreneur. I, I didn't want to be an educator. I started out as a shoe repairer, okay, a cobbler. I love helping people learn, but I don't like all the challenges that come with doing some of the jobs that come with learning. Sure. Yeah.
0: I don't think anybody likes every single aspect of their their chosen uh, vocation. That's another reason to outsource uh, those things that are arduous, yes. that maybe are repeatable. Yeah, trailblazer in the wind from – YouTube says, great definition of success, plunge inward. Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. Thank you for that. Trailblazer in the wind. I like that name too. That's a great uh, channel name for YouTube. So, uh, Elizabeth, that is it. We have reached the end. I cannot be more appreciative of you. I had such a a blast, truly, Uh, in beginning before when we started this show, getting to know you. And then you have such a wealth of wisdom, uh, of, of value and tips to give people. And I appreciate you for sharing that just just openly. Uh, I did not charge you to be on the show, and I did not pay for you to be on the show. This had nothing to do with transactional uh, discussion. It was just two people getting together and helping the rest of the world in any way, shape, or form. I know that's who you are at your core, and I appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for inviting me. Without the invitation, I wouldn't be here. And one of the things that I know is that when we invite each other to show up, and we do, the world shifts on its axis in a good way.
0: Mm. And thank you to Paula Allen who brought us together. Thank you, Paula, mm-hmm. for the thank great referral. Yeah. All right.
1: All righty. Ooh, See you again soon. Yes. We've done it. Yay. Yay. On
0: behalf of the amazing Elizabeth Power, I'm your host, Brian Kelly of the Mind Body Business Show. Until next time, I want everyone to do at least two things. Number one, go out and crush it and serve more people. And number two, above all, please be blessed. That is it for us. We'll see you again next time. So long for now. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.